There is a podcast beyond that which is known to man. It is a discussion as vast as space and as timeless as infinity. It is the middle ground between movies and TV, between gaming and tech, and it lies between a collection of comics and the summit of our knowledge. This is the podcast of our imagination. We call ourselves the Nerdtastic Four. Welcome to the Nerdtastic Four podcast. I am Kern. I'm Rose. And I'm Desmond. And what are we talking about today, guys? We don't have Chris with us, uh, which sometimes uh, is kind of a downer, but it seems to be frequent. He's got a weird work schedule and stuff, so we apologize for that. Yeah, he's got to sleep, though, sometimes. Yeah, he's trying (laughs) to cut his classes and everything so he can handle his whole life better, so the podcast will come eventually. Yeah. So we, I know we got a lot of stuff that we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about Fantastic Beast and a couple of movie trailers and maybe a couple of news items as well. I know I've got one little piece, uh, but other than that, uh, who wants to kick it off right now? Uh, can I just give out a uh, shout out to a YouTube channel called Holy Nerdy? There, I caught them. They 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 listened to the show. They've actually been through Amarillo. They've been listening to us really? since we came on, and they reached what? out to us. Uh, yeah, they reached out to us and said hello and stuff and told us. And uh, we shared their last episode that's on the YouTube, so they're not a, a podcast, but they're going to be at one point. But I just wanted to say, what's up to those guys? Because I watch their stuff, and it's actually really good. You should check it out. It's yeah. Holy Nerdy Podcast. So on what, are they, what are they posting yeah. right now? What are they doing right now on their YouTube channel? I d- right now, I don't know what the latest, latest thing is, but they're kind of just generally really? do what we do. So it's kind of a video... It's not exactly the same, but we're in the right, same right, you know, right. ballpark. They cover nerdy stuff, so it's it's something that if you're if you're browsing YouTube and you're trying to figure out what the next video is, just uh, check them out and give it a click, and you know, wait. And if you don't like it, oh well, you were just going right. to browse videos. What's it called again? <laughs> right. Holy nerdy podcast. Holy nerdy. Is that H O L Y? I guess. Okay. Yeah, like holy. Yeah. Oh. Very cool. <laughs> holy holy nerdy, nerdy Batman! Holy n- nerdy! <laughs> yeah, just like that. Very cool. Uh, Sounds awesome. Oh, hey. Well, they're awesome. They talked about Dragon Ball <laughs> last episode, which is the last episode we shared. I want to make sure that was it. But yeah, they did Dragon Ball Super, you know, GT, regular Z, regular Dragon Ball. So it's really Very cool. Very cool. And they're friends, That's so awesome. you can really tell when they're talking. And so they're like I said, they're like us. They're in the same sphere, and they talk kind of. Generally. Nice. Yeah, you said they came through Amarillo not too long ago. Uh, where are they based out of if they were... Well, they didn't come through. No, they're... Uh, well, they, they live in different places, but they... Um, one of them's oh, okay. in Florida, and the other one's in Dallas. Oh, wow. And he's wow. been in Amarillo. The one that's in Dallas lived here. And so they, they started up a YouTube thing. They're doing stuff, and uh, they're trying to do a podcast. It's, I think their first podcast they're recording... This weekend, oh, sometime yeah. they telling me, but uh, hey, yeah, they're they're cool. We guys. might have a, a new family yeah. member, maybe eventually. They both to been the, through to here, so family, you know, never know. You know, that's a that's 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 a thing we always have to discuss right. whenever it yeah. happens. Not to give away the 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 behind the curtain, but whenever um, the nerd podcast mafia gets a new member, uh, they either reach out to us or we reach out to them. And it's but a there's grueling, a whole, no secret it's a voting, grueling not hazing secret. process. It's oh, so, it is so brutal. There's capes and capes and and candles. Yes, and canting. There's a goat named no, Bernie. No, I think it's it's actually 
It's hurting cats. <laughs> it's getting everyone to listen to the new podcast and go, hey, uh, this doesn't suck. Or wait a minute, do what else do they do? Or are they going to compete? What can they, you know, because it's hard not to, not to put anyone down or anything like that, but it's hard because we look at time zones, we look at content, we look at produce, and not like we're super bad. It's just, will it help the rest of us? Right, right, right. And will it drag, like, will it compete? Like, how many film podcasts do we need? How many comic com? Uh, podcast do we need how many cosplay or whatever because there's places we like but also can we can we record together or we have uh, open all powers that's in the uk will it help them could we get someone that's going to be able to work right in their right time zone? that would be awesome for them and then you know we all have our own friends that we reach out to like a uh, dinner and a podcast or uh kung fu cinema that we talk to that we promote and they promote us to outside the family so you don't have to be a member right. of the mafia to get in with it but uh you know those of us that do, we we enjoy each other's company and podcasts. Yeah. It's just a thing we do. It's it's not like we're super exclusive, yeah. right? It's just how you, many can you? You fit may on not a be retweet? a wise guy. You have to be able to type. But all you're a the friend handles. of the family. <laughs> yeah, well, pretty much. If I can't type all the names into a retweet, that's a right. problem. So that'll probably be the cap when I'll start arguing that we don't so, need to do it. If I can't fit all of you into a photo tag, so it's over. When, when we in. talk about, like, uh, you know, you're talking about what all the different podcasts are. You know, you got the ones that talk about movies and stuff like that. You know, we're, we're kind of, like, all over the place. And this just, like, popped into my head, you know, because yeah. we are all over the place. I mean, are we kind of considered, like, the Seinfeld of the podcast deal? Because we're kind of, like, you know, a, a podcast about nothing no, but I, everything I, I, at the same time. I think that's more our personalities oh, okay. that do that for us because a lot of the <laughs> podcasts are based that way. I mean, Colt 45, I think, is the only one that is dedicated exclusively to movie-based discussion. And they, they talk about video games and the context and some current events, but the whole episode revolves around one single movie, and that's the through story is from beginning to end that movie. Right. Whereas, like, mm. us, um, Dork of All Trades, which, congratulations, guys, they just hit 100 Sweet. episodes. Um, what nice good so, job guys so wizard uh, fans on patrol geek yogurt like we tend to just do one like we don't do i guess i'll say we do one podcast but we don't have one area right. so we don't have like a movie podcast or a comic one we might have a theme sometimes but the same way they do and then uh superhero speak is really good on getting interviews and having guests and just like diving into a subject so they're a little more of a niche right you know, podcast, but there's not very many within the group. No, just the, I'd say Colt 45 is the real big one that just right. stays on. Twitter. Well, and kind of guess whenever we, we decided we were going to kind of create this thing, that's kind of, I guess when we originally started discussing it, how we went about picking ourselves, I guess, so to speak, because all of us are, are very yeah. different in certain aspects of like what you like versus what I like, what Rose likes. But there's a lot that we have in common as well as what we like. So I think we contrast each other as far as like, for me instance, like you're talking something and I may not understand it. So I ask the stupid questions, you know, and all that, you know. Oh, but, yeah. yeah. But not, not to, not to, I mean, not to give away more again, because we have a year episode. We got to do an anniversary right, episode. Right, right. I wonder what that one's yeah. going to be. We did design, this is all by design. You know, we, we did sit down and go, okay. <laughs> When, when Kern pitched the idea of a podcast, and me and Chris had already been working on one, we kind of sat down and said, okay, here's the areas we know. We should focus on those. And then Rose came in because none of us do right. cosplay. None of us are yeah. big anime nerds. 
and she brought that dynamic. And of course, being a girl doesn't hurt, but it wasn't like we had to. Oh, have we had to have a girl. A female. A we female, needed a girl. Yeah. <laughs> Big sausage fest might have felt up that in here. Way. I, <laughs> I was. I just knew that that like Kern was going to be the sci-fi TV guy. Chris is, knows his games and his PC tech and all that. I, I comics and of course movies. Like that's where I come in. A little bit of hard science, but I'm not a scientist. I'm just a fan of right. it. You know. So and it's I've a good got mix. That anime con and uh, cosplay thing going on. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, we all we all branch into others. It's not like none of us yeah. don't like movies, or I don't follow like <laughs> Yaya Han, right. or you know, yeah. Kern doesn't game on a PC. It's not like we don't do these things. It's just that's not what we devote right. ourselves to. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Well, I'm I'm excited to to see those guys. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, the the holy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Check it out. Like I said, I'm just excited that people listen. Yes, to us. <laughs> that is like amazing news. Everyone's just like, yeah, we've got. You, you know what? Uh, I, I guess we're gonna have a whole behind the scenes thing here for a second. You know, th- this month just finished a few days ago, and or not this month, obviously that wouldn't make sense. But November finished, and you know what's crazy is it was our biggest month it's, it, by really? far. We we have not had a jump in stats like we had, and that's all thanks to the listeners. So thank you right. guys very much. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say, hopefully they've been sharing, which has uh, contributed to that. <laughs> yeah, no, they they definitely, definitely have. I mean, it, I shared the stats with, you know, the photos with you guys, but I know you don't check them. I check them like every other day just to make sure nothing wacky is going on. I don't really sit and mull them over. But we, we've had good downloads. Hits is the big thing that we follow because you have to pick one or the other. Podbean's not really great about its stats keeping. So, um we used to get about 100 hits a day. That, that was our deal. And last month, we averaged over, I think, 150 a day. Or, or at least 125. We averaged over 125 every day, which was real big for us. And the biggest thing was we broke 4,000 wow. total, which we had what never done before. We, we've never broke 4,000 before. I don't think we broke 3,500. And that's in a single month, you. correct? Um, that's in a single month. That's in a single month. I think last month... Um, if I'm thinking right, we broke 4,100. So that's what? a, that's a big deal. Overall, <laughs> like the, the nine months or so we've been on the, on the air, I'm going to say, I don't know if that's the right term. We've got over 33,000 hits. Now, I, I don't know if, how those are divided out or uniqueness or anything like that. So that's how many people have got our episode now. I don't know if that counts, you know, multiple times, you know, cause sometimes your, your iTunes, your catcher puts on your computer, your iPad, your phone, everything. But still, that's a pretty incredible. I'm number about to tear consumer. up that there's that many people out there that that listen to yeah. us. You know, I mean, that's awesome. Thank it. you guys for <laughs> for all that. All you people out there listening to us. A year ago, we were all getting ready to go watch, uh, you right. know, The Force Awakens. And yes. That was the discussion that led to the formation of the podcast for us, and that's just crazy to me to think we're going to go to Rogue One and we're going to come out. And that'll pretty much be exactly right. a year since the group started to form. When me and Chris were like, we should talk to people about Star Wars. Cause it's been a while since there's been a good Star Wars yes. deal. And uh, Chris was very interested in talking to me and another friend of ours. And then he said, well, hold on. This guy I know, Kern, is having a discussion. Like a roundtable. Yeah, exactly. So we all went to Kern's house. Yeah. Because <laughs> I had to get a lot of crap off my chest and discuss it as well, you know, after seeing the film. Yeah. Very cool. 
I mean, and then we got to do a whole podcast about it. Yeah. Too. Well, we did, and we, we had that was after about seventeen discussions, yeah. I think. Yeah, there was a <laughs> there was a lot we had to get together. I mean, so we were a little bit behind the curve when we did talk about uh, um, the Force Awakens, you know, in relation to when it came out. But that was because you know we didn't really start talking about forming the podcast until the evening that we did the roundtable discussion discussion, uh, which was like. I don't know, four or five days after Force Awakens came out, or like a week after, or something like that. So yeah, so by the time yeah. we got everything, was, yeah, by the time Christmas. we got everything together and and got organized and all that, you know, we were probably almost a month behind or something like that by the time we actually talked about Force Awakens on our on our podcast or something like that. Three weeks, something like that. I'm not for sure, but oh, oh man, I think we were a full two months. But you know what was crazy was. We were smart because we came up with the idea of doing the theories. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yes. I still think that was a good idea because we didn't just do a review and talk. We did theories. And that was actually, that's one of our better received episodes. Right. Not yeah. all of our episodes are hits, right. you know. If you listen to the show, <laughs> we've had an episode that was called an episode about right. nothing. So Yeah. Well, that, <laughs> that one that was is... really good. I liked doing the, the theories. I thought it was really fun to, like, put all those together and, and get them expressed out. And it just—it was really fun to do something yeah. like that. You know what? Even though we haven't done it in a while, one of the things I really liked—I know we're not getting into our year-end show—but I just want to point this out because I don't think I've ever told you guys this, and I'm usually the Debbie Downer of the group, which is that um, I enjoyed the guest. I mean, yeah. we haven't had that many, but having uh, you know having Cody guest host was cool. Having Megan right. come on was cool. Uh, having my wife do it for a little bit was cool. Well, and then the, Rose, your interview was cool. I had fun talking to Ben. So yeah, you know, it it's, was, it's been yeah. interesting. Really fun to well, do that. and I'm keeping my fingers crossed. I'm not going to, you know, say names. You know who I've been talking to. Yeah. Um, and it's not an A-lister celebrity by any means, but it is somebody that has been on oh, network I, TV, and you may have seen him. Yeah. I really. And hope, so I'm going to keep my fingers I crossed. Really hope we yeah, can get this. He's that, definitely a nerd. Yes. I'll give you that. He's definitely. <laughs> if we if we get this guy next I month, really hope. um, I'm like I said, I don't want to name any names because I don't want to jinx it or anything like that in case something comes up and he's not able to do it. But, uh, yeah, next month could be really great for us as far as talking uh, a lot about gaming and RPG stuff and things like that. So, yeah. I hope. I hope. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be really cool. And Chris is not here to stop me, so I'll also point out this. Because we never tease things. And I like the fact that the current's teasing yes. us. Yes. We, we have a friend who may have a comic related to a certain War of the Stars that is published by a certain comic publisher that starts with M. Uh, and he's he's a really great friend of ours. And he may be willing to come on and talk to us a little bit about that. I don't know if he can actually talk about the story that he's written because it hasn't been printed right. yet. But uh, um, in the past, they have bought his artwork and his stories. Not all of it has seen the light of day, but he has, he has done that. And he's also written and drawn for things like um, Vampirella. So. That's awesome. Shoot, yeah. I hope we can get him on too. Yeah. I just have to talk him into it. Like he he's he's a cool dude, but like I don't think he, he's like oh, sitting and talking to a computer. I don't know about that. Right. So we'll we'll see. I think I can get him to do it. He may be drunk. But <laughs> <he'll do it. laughs> That's okay. <laughs> Very cool. Well, that was a that was you know all those stats were awesome and, and it was great. Kind of going back down memory lane and going back to where we we started and what led into that. Because that's kind of a segue to go into one of the pieces of uh, news story that I had, which was, you know, we talked about Rogue One coming up. 
and uh, Rogue One basically crushed everything in pre-sale tickets in 2016 and only came second to last year's big deal, which was The Force Awakens. So pre-sales have started for Rogue One and um, the numbers were almost as great as what they were for uh, Force Awakens and better than anything in 2016. So, and I know you guys are going to go see it. I'm going to go see it. And um, so, yeah, yeah. that's, that's going to be coming up and we'll definitely (laughs) be doing a, a a podcast in relation to that a little bit closer to, you know, release date, probably not too much release date than what we did on uh, Force Awakens. So, right. Hopefully it can just be a week or two right, after, yeah. at the latest. Yeah. So if you haven't got your, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm down for recording the next day yeah, right. to see it yeah. the from the theater. So, <laughs> I mean, I'm honestly going to, Hey, I've, I have recorded, I've recorded when I did the YouTube thing, I had reviews that I did in the car driving home from the theater. <laughs> nice. right. that. Awesome. Uh, no, that's really cool. I'm so surprised. I'm still surprised that like, the sales were that good. I, I know they didn't release numbers that I saw on the sales. Right. But I really want to know how far it is behind The Force Awakens. Because I'll tell you yeah. this. I bought my tickets for The Force Awakens. And I bought them and it jammed. I mean, it crashed, right? Oh, man. Fandango was going down. <laughs> you know, I went to the... I mean, I went to the Fandango. I went to the movie sites. I went to the Star Wars sites. I went through resellers. None of them worked. Oh, and finally, man. I lucked out and I got mine. And I know some people didn't or had to take a later showing. And this time, I bought my tickets. And then later on in the day, I asked my friends if they got their tickets. They said, no, not yet. And I said, well, let me look. And I looked. And there were still seats. The seats beside us. There were like three seats. I was like, there's still seats wow. if you need them. So It's it, probably just Amarillo. <laughs> right. Just from my experience, it looks like... <laughs> The cell, between the internet being broken for The Force Awakens and being able to buy seats like 18 hours. It was like later. trying to get Comic-Con tickets. <laughs> yeah. Or BlizzCon. I mean, right? uh, <laughs> any tickets, any tickets anymore. It feels like they all get sold out. It doesn't matter what you're going to, they all get stolen. Right. Yeah. Unless you go to all the little cons like I do in Texas, and then you never have to worry about those selling out. Yeah, there's a lot of great cons out there, you know, um, and and for me, you know, what I've experienced is those smaller cons, like, especially if there's a, a celeb or a writer or, you know, somebody like that, you know, I guess they're all celebrities in a, in a certain aspect, depending on what they are. But, um, you know, if there's a certain person that you're really wanting to see or get close to or maybe talk to or get a photo or something like that, and they're going to be at one of those smaller cons... Man, those are the ones to hit because, you know, trying to get next to some of those people, depending on who they are at like the big, huge ones, dude, it's like unrealistic, you know? So, you know, going to some of those smaller cons, you know, where, you know, somebody that you like or something like that's going to be there, you know, you might have a little bit better chance of, uh, of, you know, at least getting a photo with them or giving them a high five or, or whatever, you know, slipping a little, slipping them a script that you have. You know, nonchalantly and say, hey, read this, you know, or whatever, you know. I mean, he may throw in the trash five minutes later after you walk away, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, Desmond got to hold the door open for Zordon, so. Yep. Yeah. Those you little never know, kids. Huh? Your dreams come true. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going of course, to. Uh, uh, of course, now, point. David Yost. Well, shout out to David Yost for being a jackass. Uh, Ouch. 
No. Okay, you guys remember when we went and we bought a booth, and we weren't going to buy a booth because we were supposed to get media passes. And then uh, Billy the Blue Ranger decided that he didn't want anyone to have media passes that wasn't real media, quote unquote. So we got screwed out. It's like, well, we'd already bought the table. We just wanted the media passes to get into other stuff. Yeah. And then he didn't, he like just hung around talking to that dude. I don't know who that was, his handler, boyfriend, whatever. It just, he hung around with them and didn't really do much. So I'm not, I mean, I'm not going to talk down on the dude because he's a big part of my childhood. But I thought that was kind of crappy of him. Well, it's not like from, it's a big con. From what I understand, because I was I was hearing some stuff from uh, from some of the people on the the inside with that whole business, is that it's that wasn't up to David himself. That's actually his like his people that handle him or whatever, like his his agent and those kinds of people. They're the ones that set those rules. He he apparently. pays them. It, it's I up mean to true him. right, but. Yeah, I could I could maybe see it because like um, when I was at uh, SDCC, the San Diego Comic Con, a couple of years ago, you know, Adam Savage from MythBusters uh, is um, a big into that scene and does a uh, cosplay every year, and then he does a deal that's called um, yeah. Adam Incognito, and he posts stuff on Twitter where he drops hints on his costume and so forth and so on. So anyway, um, I was with him or not with him, but I, I was in an area where he wound up just showing up and it was when the 501st was doing their photo and he showed up in a big Chewbacca outfit. It looked really awesome. But, um, <laughs> he had taken the, the headpiece off and everything and, and he was doing a couple of pictures and stuff like that. And I was standing right there and, um, the, the people that were with him were basically rushing him, you know, because his schedule for that day at something that big, and that's when Mythbusters was still on TV. They, yeah. um, were like rushing him the whole time. They were like, we got to go, we got to go, we got to go. You know, and I mean, they were just rush, 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 rush. So, you know, I could see it like at a bigger con like that, where you do have like, you've got a panel at this right. time. Where You're you- going to be, you know, doing an interview with somebody at this time, you know, so forth and so on, blah, 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 you know, throughout those four days. So I can understand that, you know, but... I can understand it, but my point but being not a smaller is one. If, if you're an Amacon or YC3... Your schedule isn't back to back that you don't have time to come do stuff. It just he yeah. it, it, it just rubbed me the wrong way because like you don't come to a little con to meet people and be part of the local scene and then shut out the local right. scene. Yeah, that that's stupid. I mean that just but yeah. I mean I get it. It's whatever. I just wanted to throw that out there. <laughs> right. It's been it's been irking me for like a year now. Oh. Like five months. It's been under my skin. You think about and it. Like, and you're just like. Ooh. Whenever anyone's like, hey, let's go to a con, let's do a con, I'm like, oh. and then I see some jackass with the press, and he's like, yeah, here's my YouTube channel, and he has me. I'm like, you have 20 subscribers, how the fuck do you have a media pass? Oh, yeah, I forgot about right. that. <laughs> I wasn't even talking about just that dude, uh, no no offense to him, I'm just saying, there's plenty of ones where I go, and then people are like, oh, yeah, check it out, or when we're there, and then people are like, oh, we have a podcast, and we're like, oh, let's check it out. And then it's like 20 podcasts all about like knitting with cat hair and shit. What? That, that has no downloads. And I just, I feel bad for him. But I mean, at the same time, like, yeah, it's not really the same thing. Like, I don't know. I don't, I don't have a yeah. big head about it because it's not like we have all the listeners. We have, I mean, we probably have a couple dozen. That's fine with me. I don't care. We do this for fun. Yeah. But the point being that, like, I don't go around with a couple dozen listeners and being like, oh, do you know who I am? But there's people that have 20 or 
four or five videos are gonna release a podcast that go around it and they're just hot shit yeah that's like it just rubs you the wrong way because it's like we we know you're not we know like it's you don't have to act like you're big like you can just enjoy what you're doing and yeah i mean that's more authentic to me i mean that's why we do this like none of us pressure each other about it that's why when one of us isn't here none of the rest of us freak out yeah because it's all for fun and sometimes we have to skip one because there's too many of us missing. It's like, well, we'll do it next week. <laughs> yeah, believe it or not, we don't get paid to do this. We pay to do this. Yeah. So this is a, this is a fun hobby that we hope can like do some open some interesting doors and have some fun with it and maybe do some cons and things like that. But yeah, I mean really that's all. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's all. That's all it is. It's all there's gonna be, and it all has to do with the rest of our lives. Like. Chris is not here. I missed a few episodes. You've missed episodes. Everyone's missed an episode at least. And you know what? Like I, I can't always, I can't always make time just to sit down for a couple of hours on a certain day when we can all get together and yeah. match time zones. And I don't think anyone gets angry about it. And the listeners have been great. Yeah. So you know, it is what it is. Um, I don't know if you guys listen to uh, Donald Glover's music, The Childish Gambino. I have not. Is he really good? Uh, I, you know what? I I think it's going to depend on what you like okay. musically. Uh, I have his albums. I've had, I, I bought all of his albums when they came out. I got the newest one came out today. So now you know what day we're recording on. It's a Friday. <laughs> uh, I picked it up this morning. I have not stopped listening to it all day. Really? It doesn't happen very often. Yeah, I'm usually kind of a snob about things. Especially when it comes to, well, hip-hop, which is, he's not really hip-hop this time. That's what surprised a lot of people, I think. It came out and it was more of a funk, soul, future sound kind Ooh. of thing going on. Which works for me because I love, that like, sounds, I love even like George Clinton. Like. But, yeah, I love, if you see my Twitter, I've been all about it today. But, like, Bobby Womack and uh, Prince, it reminds me of that. It's got a little bit of G-funk in it. It's very interesting. Little Moore's Day at times. Like, it's just good. And I really enjoy it. I, I just wanted to give a shout out to that because, you know, so, you know, if he's going to be a Calrissian, I, I think he deserves to get mentioned. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> so we can move on probably to. Well, uh, real quick. Bef- yeah, before we move on, because I, I forgot about this until we were talking about the cons and I started talking about Adam Savage from Mythbusters. But if you are a fan yeah. of the show of Mythbusters, uh, like myself, uh, you remember Tori Grant, uh, um, Grant Amahara, and Carrie Byron. They were basically like the three assistants that were on the show, and then they became a big yeah. part of the show. And now they've announced that they're going to be doing a Netflix series called The White Rabbit Project, uh, the three of them. So it's yeah, they're kind of dubbing it like a Mythbusters project part two type thing. Um, but um, anyway, uh, I'm not seeing a lot of information on this other than from what I remember reading before is that uh, it's um, um, heist, like heist and history and things like that. And I don't know if they're like recreating the heist or trying to see how they got away with it or, or what, but um, uh, they're, basically going over you know stuff like that i'm sure there's going to be more information that comes out but um uh that 
right now I'm not for sure of other than what I briefly read about, and that was them kind of recreating some heists and things like that. So I'm really I'm really surprised. That sounds good. <clears throat> I'm yeah, surprised. so I guess it's going to be like technology, more technology based. I thing. I don't, I don't know if it is or not. I know Am- Grant Amahara is a huge, huge robotics guy. You know, that, that's why, that's why, that's why, that's why I'm surprised because you know BattleBots is back on the air. It's been on right. for a while now. They brought it back. I figured he would be over there commentating or being an expert or something. I, I think he's still yeah. involved with that to an extent, again. but I don't know at what level. Well, I'm sure he is promoting it, but are probably on the board or you know behind the scenes, he's got to be a right. part of it. But I just I thought it might be cool for him to come back there and be like their Joe Rogan, right. you know, because he he's he's an expert and he's got a good personality and he's used to being on TV. Exactly. It's really a shame that they haven't used him like that. And then I don't know anything about Tori Carey. I I know she does some art stuff. I've seen her art; it's kind of cool. Huh. Right. That's interesting. I'd be interested to see that show about recreating heists and whatnot. Yeah, that sounds totally awesome. Yeah, so instead of like busting Mm -hmm. myths and history and stuff like that, I guess it's along the same lines. So now, do they they take? Maybe I wasn't paying attention correctly. So they take? Do they take heists that are unsolved and try to figure out how they would have done it? Um, that I'm not for sure. I'm going to try to do a quick search. And um, if you hear me typing, I apologize. Because that that seems interesting. Because other otherwise, the only way I can think of it is a uh, like the escape the room thing, you know? Oh yeah, because yeah. uh, it would just pretty much be them doing yeah. that. So that's why I'm like, wait a minute, is is it watching people play escape the room, or is it? Because I <laughs> think it would be, be interesting cool to take people that have <laughs> these kind of skills and give them like, you know, the contemporary elements and tools and stuff and knowledge and say, all right, guys. How the hell did this happen? Right. And have them try to figure out, okay, this is how they got in this safe. This is how they broke into this house. This is how they robbed this train car or stole the, you know. Yeah, whatever. I guess kind of along yeah. the same way, that same line that you're talking. Because it says here, cause I, like I said, I, I, I'd forgotten about it until I was talking about uh, Adam Savage. And then it popped in my head again. Um, so what it's saying here is... Um, According to the official synopsis, the team will investigate topics such as jailbreaks, super power technology, heist, and crazy World War II weapons, which they will test through experiments, builds, builds, and test. So oh, that yeah, sounds awesome. I'll do that. that. Sounds cool. Dick Lock, you know, I'm I'm down. Yeah. Do so it. I'm sure there's yeah. gonna be more stuff that blows up and everything like that for all you pyro freaks. There's, there's got to be. Do you guys watch Tested or anything? I have before. Uh, Tested Sorry channel? if I'm, I'm coughing so much. I, Adam, I, do, I do those. The daily builds and then the other reviews. I don't watch all of them, but uh, I watch anything that Adam's doing most of the time on there. That's cool. I just yeah. wonder. <clears throat> I'd love to be a lackey in his workshop with him just to learn from that dude. Same with Grant Amahara. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be pretty sweet. Did any of you... So it's kind of the same vein, the locked room, like... Uh, figuring out puzzles kind of thing. Did any of you see the um, the Nickelodeon movie Legends of the Hidden Temple based on the old show? Well, I know there's going to be a movie. I didn't know there was a movie. Yeah, it came out... Uh, uh, was it last? Yeah, last Saturday. It's, it was a, oh, it came out already. Yeah, it was a, it was a straight-to-TV Nickelodeon movie. Oh, no, I didn't... Man, I didn't see it. Was it any good? Did you watch it? It was cute um they they made a lot of jokes about the the silver monkey and how nobody could put it together even though it was only three pieces 
So there was a there was a big running joke about not being able to put the silver monkey together, which I thought was pretty yeah. funny. But so they they had each of the so all the animals, you know, the, like the you got the green monkeys and the the red jaguars and the blue barracudas and like all those things. They all make an appearance in the movie at some point. But the thing that killed me was I guess they couldn't afford a jaguar, so they got a puma. <laughs> Or a mountain lion. And they're like, it's a red jaguar. But it was very much obviously not a jaguar. <laughs> That's weird. Yeah, it was really weird. But it was it was cute. But it was, it's, I wouldn't have expected much more from a straight to TV. No, no pumas and mountain lions are the same thing, right? Oh, man. I Maybe? don't think so. No, I'm saying they, 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 they. Are they? Yeah, no, I'm pretty sure. God dang it. Uh, uh. <laughs> Current Google that because oh, I'm pretty sure I thought I don't think they are. Um, this this I'm gonna do a puma yeah, uh, versus mountain lion. And let's yeah, see do what that, comes do that. up. Um, uh, okay, let's see here. Okay, yep. yeah. So it says mountain same. lion, puma, cougar, panther. This cat yeah. is known by more yeah, names than just about any other mammal. But no matter what you call it, it's still the same cat, puma. See, that's what I was gonna say because I only know that because it's like, not a puma. This cartoon called Brave Star that he has like the yeah he had the pumas <laughs> on there, and I was like, we don't have pumas over here. We only have mountain lions. And then I saw one, and I was like, ah, oh, shit, they're the same. <laughs> so the I guess same. they are, yeah, man. I stand corrected. I, did, I guess. Well, you know, I guess you know, on the tennis shoe, it would have been like too much to write mountain lion on the tennis shoe. You know, and, and that doesn't or sound cougar, as right? that doesn't sound as cool either. You know, like puma. <laughs> Puma. Huh. She's a total puma. Yeah, right? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm saying, like, uh, cougar is a puma is a mountain lion. Yeah. And it's not like a bobcat. Bobcat I will will tell you an interesting fact of the mountain lion slash puma slash cougar is that um, (laughs) kind of like their distress call is sounds like a woman screaming. No, it sounds like a woman screaming. So, um... That's no, yeah, horrible. and so you know, you know, you, a lot of you guys know that have been listening to the podcast. You know, I moved to California. I live up in the mountains, and uh, they had a mountain fire out here a few months ago. And some of the residents, uh, the the fire was pushing the mountain lions, which you don't really see. You know, I mean, they stay pretty reclusive, and uh, was pushing them into some of the um, populated areas. And a lady called nine one one because she thought there was a lady outside hurt and in distress because it sounded like a woman screaming oh and so yeah yeah so um and it's funny because you know i I joke with my kid now because he goes to the middle school that's here and their uh mascot is a mountain lion so i always tell him you know do the mountain lion call when you're at school at your pe you know you know pe (laughs) or freaking pep rallies or whatever you know ah you know yeah is that the that's no i don't know i mean google google you know you guys that are that are listening to it google it right you know now and see what a mountain lion sounds like in distress but yeah can can, can you can you reenact it for me can i get here i just want i just want to hear if you you know no i just want to hear you do i don't need to hear the no i can't yeah google right what. i don't know it's like ah i don't know i mean that's that's to me like a woman screaming is like ah no, or like, put your laundry up. No I mean, that might have been what was going on out there. She could have been you're, like, cook your no own joke. dinner. I, uh, oh, man, I, I'm listening I, to it, and it's awful. <laughs> I, I've never heard them. I've ran into one. Uh, I was hiking in the canyon, and he was far off. 
Like, uh, we were a good distance from each other. I wasn't worried about that. But I have to tell you, they're a lot bigger right. than I thought. I mean, they, we were about the same size. And I don't know how big they get, but that's bigger than I thought. Because I was like, oh, no, that's 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 too big. That's too big for a kitty. Yeah. This, I well, I'm, I'm, like, I'm like, he's got to be 200 <laughs> pounds. At the time, like, I was a little more svelte. And I was like, dude, he's 200 pounds, like, over six foot. I'm not, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not messing oh, yeah. with that. I don't want to get. That's all muscle. He's gonna kick my oh, ass. Yeah. <laughs> oh jeez, he will murder you. No and one eat tells your, you that. Eat your remains. Yeah, I mean they look fast. I don't know if they're, they're they are fast. I... So welcome to the Nerdtastic Four. We now talk <laughs> about animals. Right? Yeah, we should have Bob Hanna on next this time. Is the Nerdtastic Four. <laughs> we're, we're gonna do the Nerdtastic yeah. Four uh, nature show. Brian Fellows will be. <laughs> You know, you say that I was going to talk about bears and so shut up because of... <laughs> I, I do want I do you have to question though what is to. the what is the budgetary or or whatever cost difference between a jaguar and a a puma renting a jaguar <laughs> what is that price apparently difference? it's enough apparently it's enough that Nickelodeon couldn't afford a jaguar I'm like if you can afford a puma. Maybe you can afford a Jaguar, but apparently not. So right. they must be no, two very no. different price points. Because it was very obviously, it was like, they didn't even try to like Photoshop or like CG spots into it or anything. They just like put this weird red filter over it. It's like, it's a red Jaguar. Right. Sorry. Like, I no, it's, it's not. <laughs> oh. Man, good stuff. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, yeah. Yeah, Sorry. I'm not gonna watch yeah, it. Sorry, I keep sorry. I was googling and I was like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna watch it. It's gonna ruin my childhood memories. God damn it! <laughs> it was pretty you know, like, silly. Like I, I, I like the show. It's not like one of those things. One of the biggest parts of my childhood, like my biggest part of defeat. Like everyone's like, oh, I just realized everyone in the in the BA is younger than me, so I'm never gonna be a professional athlete. It's like, no, you know what I realized? I'm never gonna have a piece of the goddamn agro carrot in my house. Like. Oh, the aggro crag! I just want—I just wanted one of those pieces. Like I just want—that's all—that's my biggest regret in life. This fucker, not ever having have a, piece. a piece of the yeah. aggro crag. Yeah. Ugh. I'm gonna see if there's a tutorial on how to build a fake piece and put it in my house and lie about <laughs> being on the show. They can't find any on eBay, huh? I don't. I don't know. Just, you know, I, I have the guts. Okay, I could have been on Nickelodeon. <laughs> I wanted to be on like all of those shows, like Double Dare and Figure no. It Out and no. Guts and Legends of the Hidden Temple was the one I wanted to be on the most, though. Uh, I wanted to be on, uh, was it Wild? No, was it Wild and Out? Cuba Gooding Jr.? Uh, I never watched it. And, I'm trying uh, to remember. Like American Gladiators. Yeah, American Gladiators would have been cool, man. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, would I would have liked the my favorite the my favorite American yeah. Gladiators. I don't know if you if you watched all of them, but my favorite one was <clears throat> you know because usually you know you got these gladiators right, and so they're huge, and the typical contestant was like an average size guy, you know, a tiny little man specimen in comparison to like Nitro and Laser and you know Blazer and Taser and yeah. all those Zer names, and uh, so um. One t- one time they had this guy that was like a, a German bodybuilder or something like that that was one of the contestants. And this guy brutalized 
the gladiators, man. I mean, like, he took it to them. And I was like, man, this dude is awesome. That was pretty cool. So I, I Googled uh, Agro Crag yeah. to see if I could buy a piece of it, <laughs> just to be clear. Um, there, there's a keychain that's 50 bucks, but there are a ton of shirts that say all I ever wanted was a piece <laughs> of the Agro Crag. I'm like, oh, I'm so glad I'm not the only person that's like, fuck my life. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, yeah, I think I'm gonna have to go get some Lexan and like build my own piece now, but that's fine. I have time to do that. It's winter. You know, that's fine. It's your birthday. Celebrate like you just won a piece of the aggro crack. Aggro crack. Yeah, I have to like card too. I'm, I'm sitting here. I'm googling like replica. I'm googling trophy. I'm like, nope. I'm gonna have to lie about doing it, and I'm gonna have to go get a piece of like. Some sort of like Formica. You know what? I'll probably have to make the plastic myself, but that's okay. I have a book press. I can get fabric and resin. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to get medieval on it. I bet you can do it. I don't. I'm gonna have to. I'm sorry, guys. I I know we're supposed to be uh, talking about stuff. I'm just thinking in my head on how I'm gonna build a fake aggro crag. Um, what other <laughs> news is there? Uh, we're gonna discuss some of the new trailers. Yeah, that's where I was going. I just wanted to make sure I didn't step on anyone's news. I, I don't have anything other than that on the Star Wars thing. And then we had to do a quick mountain lion detour. Yeah, because we couldn't take a Jaguar. Detour. Right. We can't afford the Jaguar. <laughs> can't afford the Jaguar detour. Gotta take the Puma. Um, so, yeah, there were trailers. There's lots of trailers. Anyone anyone have one in particular um, they liked? Well, we could uh, be... The big one I can think of is the uh, Ghost in the Shell trailer. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, that dropped. And I, I saw it on my computer, and I was like, okay, maybe. But then I saw it on, like, the movie screen when I went to go see Fantastic Beasts. And I was like, yep. I was like, oh, yes. This looks really promising. I'm still going to try to keep my expectations low just in case. But this makes me excited for this movie. It definitely moved me from the uh, I think this is going to suck to the I'm, I think this could work category. Right. Yeah. I thought it was a pretty cool trailer. And I think I watched it on the computer as well when it first came. And I think it was like associated with like a link on Facebook or something. I don't recall. But anyway, um, the other cool thing that, you know, about the trailer that I liked was that there was a film that, or there was another little trailer thing that came on after I watched the full trailer. And the trailer itself looked really great. I mean, um, Scarlett Johansson looks badass. I mean, it looks like it's going to be a really cool uh, flick and a lot of uh, special effects and everything like that. It looks like it's going to be pretty pretty action-packed. But in that other film, or that other trailer piece, it was like showing side-by-sides uh, between the series, the animated yeah. series. And there was so much stuff that it was showing that was like spot on. I mean, there was some small differences here and there, but it was pretty well spot on in relation to the animated, some of the animated parts. Yeah, they they did a pretty good job of matching it up, at least in the trailer. Yeah, it looked pretty good from what I saw. I, didn't, I was going to rewatch the original the other day, and I didn't. But from what I remember, yeah, it looked, it looks, I mean, like, as far as I think any live action adaptation was going to get it, they, they're fine there. Hey, they look way better than those still photos we looked at a few episodes ago. Right. Yeah. No, I'll definitely see it. I mean, I'll, I'm I'm interested enough in it, not knowing anything about the anim- animated series, 
I'm interested from the trailer to to want to watch it. Yeah, I think that it looks it looks pretty promising. I'm I'm still going to go in a little bit, you know, wary because I don't want to expect too much out of it, I guess, for an anime movie cuz live action anime movies haven't really had a good track record for making good movies. So, but I'm going to hope cuz it looks pretty good. And I'm I'm actually I got the uh, original movie the other day at Best Buy. Um, oh yeah. So I'm gonna try and watch it because I haven't seen it in like years. So I'm gonna try to watch it uh, before I go see the movie when it comes out. Yeah, I think closer to the time I'll rewatch it. Uh, right now, no. Yeah. Uh, what else? I saw another trailer. Uh, this one's not really something we have going on, but I saw it, and it just has two names that stuck out to me, which is uh, Passengers, the one that has uh, oh, yeah. Star Lord and Mystique in it. Yeah. What'd you guys think? Have you seen I have that? Not. I saw the preview for it. It kind of did the thing that trailers do that annoys me, which is almost tells like the whole story in the trailer. So you're like, See, okay. but I don't think it does. I mean, I think it sets up everything, if anything. Yeah. I feel like it told me a little too much, but yeah, it didn't. It didn't do quite the whole thing of telling me the entire story. It looks good, um, so I I don't think it's something that I'd you know rush to the theaters to see. No, but if my I, friends I all want to go watch it, I'll I'll go with a group of people. And see, I think that's why it's coming out during the holiday season. Is it's one of those movies yeah. that you go see with the family. That's just good fun. And I'm fine with that. I, I don't think it's giving everything away, but I haven't seen it yet. It may have. You're right. But I'm thinking that it's setting it up. It's playing smart. It's giving you... You're going to see that trailer over and over again, and it's going to give you the setup to what the story is actually about so that you don't have to understand they're on this ship and they were supposed to be asleep and then they got woke up and now things are wonky. And there's so there's been alternative less time of that why. in the movie. Yeah, so, I mean, if you think about it, it's really smart. You make the trailer tell that story. You show it to everyone in front of all these big films. And then when you go see it, no one's going to see it that doesn't know what it is. Yeah. And boom, you walk in already having that. So now I can cut out some of that so I don't have those long runtime, or I can fit in other stories or tell a different story and I psyched you out. Either way, it, I think the trailer could be brilliant. I mean, you're right. There's a, definitely a chance it could give everything away and be bullshit, but... <laughs> Let's hope. I don't know. I hope you don't spend Jennifer Lawrence money and then make, you know. Yeah. Jennifer Lawrence money. And now Chris Pratt, too. I mean, he's he's getting up there, too, as a... Yeah. I mean, I don't know if he's there quite yet, but yeah. Yeah, he's he's about to be there at that almost age. Yeah, after. I think after Guardians 2, he'll definitely... Uh, what was that? Uh, you know what? There was one other trailer I did see. And it's not a trailer. It was a teaser trailer, and it just came out. And right. that was The Mummy. Yeah, Tom Cruise. Yes. Yeah, Tom Cruise is going to be in this one. I did not uh, hear anything about this before. No, I was very so suddenly. You surprised. guys didn't? No, I didn't. No, yeah. okay. I didn't know I'm about really it. surprised at the number of people that didn't know this was a thing. Uh, Universal, you know, they did the Wolfman not too long ago right. with uh, what was it, Benicio del Toro, I think, and they tried to do the uh, Dracula, the I Dracula or Dracula Untold or whatever it was. And then they did I, I Frankenstein right. with Aaron yeah. Eckhart. Okay, all these movies are the Universal Monsters. You'll recognize from, you know, back in the day, you had the, the creature from the Black Lagoon. You had Bela Lugosi, you know. You had Lon Chaney. You had, so you had these monsters. You had the Mummy, the Swamp Man. 
Dracula, Frankenstein, and they all kind of teamed up like you saw in like Monster Squad. If you ever watched that movie from Shane Black, then that's what. So they wanted to make this whole universe to kind of fight the comic book universe. That was their idea was they were going to make these monsters into a thing and then they would team up in different movies and I do kind that of kind got of shit. that. I kind of got that feel from them that they were supposed to be in the same universe when I would watch them. Now, this is the first one though. This one looks different. This mummy trailer does not have the same like underworld aesthetic that the others have. Yeah. This is definite this look like more like a World War Z like it's very much a documentary found footage follow a guy kind of a story. Uh, what did you guys think of it? I, I mean, I wish I'm I would have... interested to see more. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I wish there would have been more. <laughs> well, like, they're going to drop... This is just a teaser. Yeah, it was like 14, 15 seconds long, something like that. I mean... Um, yeah. You know, I mean, you can tell it's going to have... Like, no, and and I don't know if this is... If this is a reboot of the Mummy series from back whenever... Uh, oh, um, what's his name? Brandon Fraser? Brandon yeah. Fraser. Yeah. Or not? I don't. I don't know. But um, well, it's all a reboot of the original Mummy story. Okay. Um, so I mean, it looks like there's gonna be more special effects than what we would have, you know, on some of the other stuff, which you know is always a plus. But I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I'm gonna have to see more of the trailer for me to really decide if it's gonna be something I really truly want to go see. Yeah, I, it, that's the thing. Like, it looks interesting. At least you've got like. Uh, a, a female mummy, which is, you know, obviously different. Right. And the the four pupil thing looks weird. I tried to look up her name because the, according to IMDb, the name of the mummy is Om, Ominet. So I tried to Google that to see if it was um, anything specific. Yeah. But it's, uh, the, the closest thing it matches up to is Amonet, which is spelled differently, and it's um, basically the female version of Amon-Ra. So I'm not sure if they're just going from a, a sort of um, a mythological standpoint as opposed to a historical standpoint. But it, I guess it, I think it seems okay for now. I'm a little hesitant because the four people thing looks weird. Um, but I'm hesitant because Tom Cruise in those other movies fucking suck. Yeah. Like he's really good in some things, but I'm not a big, I'm really not a big fan of his action movies. He, he's, he's good at Tom cruising. That's what he's going to do. Yeah. He's going to Tom Cruise. Tom the movie. cruising. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You tell me this right now. <laughs> tell me there's a difference between the guy, any of the characters he plays in any action movie with maybe the exception of Jack Reacher where he admits he's old. Yeah. It's pretty much the same generic character that he plays and it's like, eh. I don't know, man. His character in Tropical Thunder was a little bit different, I thought. Okay, but that was definitely outside I mean, the box. You doing. said name something. If he looks I, like Tom, I did. Okay, but here's Boom. my point. If he looks like Tom Cruise and he's in an action movie, he's not looking like Tom Cruise in an action movie as Les Grossman. Right. He's He's not the action part of that movie. He's the comedy part of yeah. that movie. And he was great at that. I thought that was oh, no. a great part. But That was hilarious, and it made me want him to, it, to do other things besides yeah. the same thing. But no, he's just going to keep running and shooting people. So Yeah, and the, the like. I loved his part in, in Tropic Thunder. I think he should do more of that in his acting life because he's really good at it. But the generic yeah, no, I action know. hero is just... 
it's like he yeah. is like, that's exactly what he is like he's like the off-brand gi joe guy like you go get him when you can't get a real action star i feel bad saying that because it's like he's a star i get it i love top gun but the point being that like he's a he's a good looking enough dude who can do his own stunts and looks like he might be able to kick a little ass but you know what i don't really buy him like tom cruise is not threatening yeah. Like Jason Statham's threatening. He'll kick yeah. my ass. Liam Neeson, even though he's old, he's huge. He'll kick my ass. Christian Bale, when he was all boat, he'll kick my ass. The Rock, kick my ass. Tom Cruise, he's a midget and he's old. And even though he does his own stunts, I don't think he would be very adept at fighting. So yeah, I'm sorry. That was my that was my <laughs> spiel. No, I, that's the thing. Like I'm, I'm hoping it'll be at least interesting. But that so the great thing about Brandon Fraser in that movie is that he's he's not the typical action hero. He's cute and funny and he does all this other silly stuff as well and it endears you to the audience. It endears the those audience. Movies, those movies just worked because they were their own creature. Like they didn't try yeah. to be a thing. They were okay with being action. They were okay with being comedy. Right. They blended them well. They were cheesy the right way. Right. Hollywood doesn't want to make films like that though. Everything has to be super serious. Yeah. Or a complete farce. Like, you either have to have a movie that's like 100% John Wick badass, no break. Which was a badass movie, by go, the way. Well, it's fine, right? But you can't. But the problem is that you can't, with the exception of like Tropic Thunder, that's probably the last movie that was okay with blending things. And even then, it wasn't really an action movie. As much of it as it was a comedy, yeah. Well, I mean, it definitely wasn't an action movie. There was just no fighting. Everything was fake bullets and then comedy yeah. setups. Like,. If you consider Hot Shots an action movie, okay, I guess so. But it just kind of sucks that we can't mix the two like they used to in The Mummy. Like, everything has to be serious or has to be a complete farce. And, you know, Melissa McCarthy has to be falling all over it. <laughs> it's just... It's I'm, true. I'm done. I'm over. <laughs> uh, I mean, The Kingsman. The Kingsman. I'll take that back. The Kingsman. Oh, yeah. Did it really well. Yeah, but that, that was, was good. a good that, one. That, they're few and far between. They used to be the movies that everyone made, and now they're they're hard to find. Right, right. Well, would you consider would you consider Snatch an action movie or a comedy? Because comedy because Snatch had a little bit of you all know, of Snatch that. Snatch just, just uh, it doesn't have that much comedy. I mean, it's Are got you comedy, but it's the dry British com. It's the dry British comedy. It is not the same kind of comedy. That the mummy has, you can't even. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to say it's it's the same as the mummy. I'm saying that. I mean, lock, stock, and smoking two smoking barrels is funnier than snatch, and they're basically the same film. So, I don't know. I like snatch. Snatch, I thought was a was a brilliant. No, I like it. I'm just saying. I I don't think it's it's an action. I did an online review of snatch when it first came out, and I basically compared it to a uh, version of. Monty Python and the Holy Grail and the Sopranos blended together <laughs> is basically how I compared it. It's an interesting. Mix. I mean, I, is it not though? Yeah. No, it's not. It's not Monty Python. Uh, with, the, with the dry that, British, that, that with level the dry of British humor is a, comedy. No, there's still some camp wackiness to Monty Python that isn't. Come on. You're going to tell me that you take Monty Python and the Holy Grail where they're using coconuts for horses and interrupt the film to have animated God explain things to you is the same kind of funny as the dog bit my finger. Come well, on. No, no not exactly the same, the same but it's the same silly stuff. I mean, it was the same 
same silly. It's not. That's what I'm saying. It's it's not. There there's no breaking of the fourth wall. There's no. It's it. There's no rabbit. Everything in that movie is grounded and real. There's a dog. Nothing in Monty Python is grounded and real. He swallowed a squeaky toy. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That. But that's grounded in reality. Monty Python, there's a were-rabbit that, you know, you have to use a holy hand grenade on. That's a completely <laughs> different deal. Or you got you got the look on the bright side of life. Like, these are not real things that happen. Everything in in Snatch is based on plausibility. Well, now, see, you're taking Monty it Python into a different perspective. Plausibility. Totally different perspective than what I've... No, oh, I'm saying the humor... No, the humor in there is... Ba- it's dry, but it's all things that could happen in those situations. Yes, you have to get... But not all, but not all of, of Monty know, Python broke the fourth wall. I mean, you look at the whole comic scenario between the whole deal where he's like, you know, so you, your wife like photography? And he's like, sure. And he's like, yeah, I bet. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink, say no more. I mean, that's real interaction that could happen. I mean, that not all of Monty Python. Okay, but, I, but by and far, that's not what people mean when they say Monty Python. But those, because those people only saw the Holy Grail. They didn't see the whole entire Well, TV no, I'm series, saying like, you look the, at like the, what the I saw. Life of Brian. Okay, the Flying Circus, sure. But even then, it's still absurd humor. Whereas... Yeah. We're not having absurd. I'm sorry. I'm, we're getting in totally different here. I go on forever. It's very, it's very wacky, all over the place. There's no absurdness to the humor in Snatch. Absurdity is the core humor of Monty Python. Right. Absurd. <laughs> that's yeah. See, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's absurd. like no one in Snatch is going to do that. Um, no, it was there was some absurd stuff in Snatch, man. I mean, you got to be pretty dipped. You guys see that uh, Kong Skull Island uh, trailer? Did not the what Kong Skull Island? They're gonna do King oh, Kong again with yeah, John Goodman. John Goodman. And, who's, who's the uh, other? And what? Nick Fury. And there's a bunch of famous people. It's a huge famous. But it was somebody cast. else. I forgot who it was. Um, it looks like they're setting this up to completely be Godzilla fights King Kong. So. Hmm. <laughs> so I love King Kong, and I love Godzilla, but I feel like the the movies lately haven't done a good job of making it about the monster. It's all about the people, and the monster is just a natural disaster type thing. So if you took out Godzilla and put in a giant raging tornado, it would be the same movie. Uh, this is. The, the, did you see the trailer for Kong? <laughs> no, I didn't. It it's good? um, it, well, I don't know if it looks good, but it's definitely different than that. It's okay. uh, it they go to this island and they're sending these people in, and they kind of it, it's more of a Jurassic Park situation where they kind of lied to them about what they're there for, and okay. uh, so it turns out that you know some people know that there's this beast that's not supposed to be there, and that it's a leftover from a different age and. I don't know what their reasoning is to go get it or to interact with it or anything, but you know, all hell breaks loose because they decided to go fuck with King Kong. So it's definitely interesting. It has a great cast. Uh, I'll, I'll watch it because it's a monster movie. But hopefully, it'll be good. Yeah, I love me some. King I just didn't know if you. So does that mean that if if they are setting something up for a King Kong versus Godzilla, that they would go as far someday as bringing in? What was the other one that was the big battle with Godzilla? Was it Mothra or something like that? Oh, yeah, and a whole yeah. bunch. I mean, there's Mechagodzilla. Uh, I can't think of all the names right now. That's a, you, 
blinked me because you said Mothra, and that was the one I had. So now everything <laughs> else is stuck behind it because I I want to say Mothra, yeah. Uh, but yeah, there's a there's a there's a bunch of them. So I don't think so. I think that's what we were supposed to be seeing in the last Godzilla, right? Maybe uh, um, Mufo. You know, I don't. I, I have more hopes in Pacific Rim being a better Godzilla film than I have in the next Godzilla being a good Godzilla right. film. They got John Boyega though in the new Pacific Rim. Oh, ooh, yeah. I'm excited that they're making another one. I really like the first. Uh, the, the first one. I watched it just yeah. again the other day. First one was pretty decent, I guess. I mean, um, it, it was a, it was pretty cool. I mean, here's the thing: if you watch it and compare it to either Transformers or the new Godzilla, or even the last King Kong from Peter Jackson, you can't tell me it's not the better monster movie. It's I know it's not the greatest movie ever. But that field of giant robots and giant oh, yeah. monsters. Oh no, I not, like the uh, whole not one that sets high yeah. bars. No, yeah. I like the whole huge like Titanfall type, you know, deal where it's like you know, are like similar to like a mech or something like that. You know, where it's you know the giant oh, yeah. robots controlled by humans, and um, and I kind of like the uh, the concept of of partnering, you know, with somebody so they have to be synced in order to basically work that that machine so it wasn't just something that was strictly it wasn't strictly mechanical you know in 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 how they and yeah. how they operated that machine you know it wasn't 100 percent just mechanical there had to be like I, I forgot how it was described but there had to be be that um i don't know i don't, I don't want to say like a unison but um you know what i'm you know what i'm saying there had to be that yeah they had to be yeah, there had to be that match good. you know it couldn't be just two random people and it, it felt good. Like the universe, that universe felt good. I wanted to watch more of it. I could go, I go see six of those films. So, right. But I'm probably not gonna. I'm probably just gonna get six avatars. So that's okay. There you go. <laughs> I liked that. It reminded me very much of an anime. So. Well, it did. It had the very much an anime feel, but also the acting in it is really high quality for that yeah. kind of film. Like again, you take the acting in it and compare it to Shia LaBeouf or Mark Wahlberg in a Transformers film. Yeah, it's awesome. Even take out Brian Cranston from the last Godzilla movie, and it blows it out of the water too. It's just it it it, it was overall just a fun film, right? Yeah. I'm gonna go watch it after the podcast. Not gonna talk about it. Be honest. I'm not even. Is, gonna lie. Was there any other trailers? <laughs> uh, no. We, we've only, the only other thing I know is we got a poster. Oh no, there is a trailer. Oh. Uh, and it actually flows into what our main topic oh. is. So I'm gonna go yeah. ahead and mention it. And that is uh, Beauty. Oh, and the Beast. I have not seen that trailer. Oh, yeah. No. You didn't, it was in front of our version. It, it was in front of our um, Fantastic Beast. So I know Rose would have. Yeah, seen Yeah, I did not it. see yeah, it. Yeah, I saw it. It's a live-action uh, take of Beauty and the Beast, like the Jungle Book, Cinderella, or whatever else right. they've done. Snow White, I don't know. And the Huntsman, Maleficent. They've done. So, how things. does it look? Pretty good. I, I think it looks I think it looks good so far. Um, some people are upset that the Beast, the way the Beast looks, I think he looks great. And I've heard people upset for uh, they don't like the way Chip's voice sounds, and I'm like. Well, he sounds like a normal kid and not a cartoon character because this is a real life version of the cartoon. So I don't understand why people are upset about silly things like that. It's kind of it's kind of dumb to me. But um, I don't know. Uh, you know, I have my complaints about. I mean, I like it's one of the few Disney films that I actually just like and enjoy. Yeah. 
So I'm excited about it. Uh, I will say there's a lot of things that give me pause watching it. The way she says papa in the first part, it's like, obviously she's not French. I don't know why she tried to do this weird accent that was didn't work. Yeah. So I hope that's not throughout the film. <laughs> and then the other things where I don't mind the beast. I don't think he looks right, but he doesn't look bad. Gaston, what the fuck is that? <laughs> that dude is not, that dude has not hit a gym in many a year. Like, he's average-looking guy. I'm like, you couldn't find at least somebody semi-swole, like, to he come in? He be super swole. Yeah, I mean, well, he didn't have to be like The Rock, but it wouldn't have hurt if he had muscles. Right. Like, if his like, shirt got Like, for the open, animated He would yeah. be ripped. Not not have a six-pack, ripped. Yeah. Well, in the animated movie, you know, he was, you know, I don't know if you ever watched it, you know. but it was, Oh, yeah, he needs the chin. Yeah. He needs all no of it because nobody has a swill cleft like in their Gaston. chin like Gaston. Like chin like Gaston. <laughs> that's right. Like that's what I need there. And then the other thing is, I don't mind the voices on the animated, like Lumineer and them. But God, do they they look horrible? Right. Yeah. I like the teapot, Angela Lansbury lady. I don't know what the name of that character is. I know. I know the this candlestick. Can I? Yeah. That that thing just looks creepy as shit, and I get that it would in real life, but come on, there was there was like I felt like there was a definite effort instead of let's make this a, a it needs to be creepy. The same with the clock, the same with the like everything seemed like it was pushed into that. Now it would be terrifying if these were real, and this is a real movie, so we don't need to be too friendly. Yeah. It seemed like there was an actual decision for somebody to sit down and be like, they need to be horrible. I was just watching it while we were talking, and I can kind of see where people are a little bit <laughs> upset about his uh, looks, the Beast's look, because he does look synthetic, you know, in some of the shots. It looks... It, yeah, the yes. CG is harsh. And so, um, and it, it's not even so much that, it's not even so much the way the CG, the CGI is, it's just that they almost made it look like he's got, like, he's he's made out of plastic almost. Is the way is the way I look, you know. I have to go back and look at it again, but that's well. That's what I'm saying. The CG, that's the CG. Like the design's fine, but the the execution is right. Not, it's like, yeah, it's, it, it needs to be something needs to be toned down in that. Yeah, those textures are yeah. definitely not right. But I think it looks fine. I'm just more worried. I want to hear the music. I need to hear more of the music. Like the little notes and hints they put in are cool, but. Nah, fuck that. I don't. I know if they got these creepy ass pots and clocks and candlesticks singing "Be Our Guest," I'm out. <laughs> and it's some rearrangement of the Christopher Walken "Ooby Dooby." I want to be like you. Who? I'm no. Nah, I'm, I'm gone. I'm gone, son. I'm walking out the movie theater. Just like, nope, that's too creepy. Right. I don't think they look creepy. <laughs> <laughs> and if they've ever seen Gaston, no one's going to know that guy's Gaston. If I showed you a photo of this guy and say he's a live action character of yeah, it's Luke, Luke Evans is version his name of this Disney is the of actor. this Disney character, who who is it? No one's saying Gaston. No one. Right. Anyway, sorry. That was a, the reason this ties into our main topic <laughs> is we have the bell played by one uh, Hermione Granger. What did you guys think of her look? I, I'm not even going to talk about the eyebrows because, come on. But what did you think? Did she have the look of a princess, of um, a Disney princess? Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I thought she was a great choice for Belle. I didn't, I didn't think that. Uh, I didn't think she looked bad. I mean, I didn't realize that was her at first. 
I think she's the right pick because I think that the way she looks currently, like you're saying, uh, she's not think special, just the way they ever made her up. But you know she can be pretty, so it'll work out really well. Right. Yeah, I'm watching it again just to see. Um, but no, I didn't. Think, <laughs> I didn't think she looked bad at all for research purposes. Right, yeah. huh? Looking well, at Emma Watson. She first comes in, I'm she's not... kind of frumpy, you know, when she first comes in. <laughs> right, because she's a Disney's pre- Disney well, she's princess. The, she's, when, when she makes yeah, her entrance, maid, she has to be frumpy and beaten yeah. down. Yeah. Uh, but I, I don't know. She, she's, she, and we know she can act. I mean. Oh, yeah, sure. I just recently rewatched all of Harry Potter, and I'm so impressed with, like, all the children in that movie just because their <laughs> acting gets so much better. From the first film into the last, it's yeah. just incredible to watch. Uh, my wife pointed out to me, and Rose, I'm sure you knew this, uh, that Daniel Radcliffe, he can't control the blinking in like his left eye blinks twice as much as his right eye during like the first film. Really? <laughs> really? Yeah. And she pointed, she knew, she's like, oh my God, she's like, I can't watch this film. And I'm like, why? And she's like, watch his eye. And then I saw it and I was like, holy crap. She's like, yeah, it takes him a while to get it under control. Yeah, so I'm glad I could run that for you, listeners. Yeah, yeah. Never gonna get to now watch you know. Harry Potter Harry again. Potter can't you'll move. never. Yeah, whenever you watch the first film, maybe the first two, you'll never be able to unsee <laughs> the blinking that one eye blinks twice as much as the other, and uh, it's it's entirely true. It's so weird. Yeah. Well, I guess we can move on to our main topic of discussion. That kind of okay, s- which is more Harry Potter. Harry Potter, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Fantastic beasts, and where to find them? Where to find them? Indeed. Now, where, where did we did we ever figure out what where to find them was? In, I, in that dude's suitcase. The, the movie. I have no well, idea. Spoiler. Where, this is a spoiler you know. episode, by the way. Yeah. So if you haven't seen it yet and you don't want to be spoiled, turn it off now. But go watch it. The, the only I time that, when you didn't it. know where to find him is when they got out of his briefcase. Which was the whole point. Yeah, exactly. So that was why I said that. <laughs> I saw a great a great post that was like, uh, Fantastic Beasts are where to find them. Alternate title. Put that thing back where it came from. Or so help me. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I really liked the film. I did too. Like yeah. maybe a little too much. Maybe more than I should have. <laughs> <laughs> Just based off of uh, its merits as a film, right? But I thought it was—I thought overall it was really, really well done and really super amazing. Uh, I will critique the ending later, but I, I just wanted to jump out in front and say my first—you know—two cents there. Yeah. Well, I—you know—I do want to talk about that. I don't want to dive off into the ending real fast, but I do want to talk about that when when we get to that point because I was a little bit upset. Um, a little yeah. bit, but um, anyway, uh, I thought it was—I thought it was a pretty good flick. Yeah. You know, I mean, I really did enjoy it. You know. Now, do you like the other movies, current? Sorry, oh, the I Harry Potter series. Yes. Yes. Yeah, and and I just okay. recently I had I had watched Harry Potter like when they first came out, up until like the uh, the fourth or so movie, and then after that I just kind of fell off and I didn't keep up with them, and then so I didn't watch the last. I want to say three, because what is their total? Um, seven films, Harry Potter films, or eight, something like that. Uh, I don't, I don't recall. Deathly Hollows is two parts. Yeah, and um, anyway, there's eight. So films. there's eight. So, so yeah. about half of them I didn't watch um, when they, you know, the, the the second half of them I didn't watch when they first came out until just recently. I went back and rewatched the first ones, and then watched for the first time the 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 you know, last four. 
And so, yeah, I did like them. Um, I thought they were pretty cool. And um, uh, so, but yeah, I mean, even even if I hadn't watched Harry Potter at all, um, this would have still been an enjoyable film for me. I mean, because it doesn't really... And that, that's a very good point. You know, it, the only thing that references yeah. anything about Harry Potter is their terminology um, to Hogwarts and um, Dumbledore, and then they call the um, the humans that are non-magic users uh, muggles. Uh, and um, over in America, which is where the film is set in New York, um, they have different terminology for all that. So that was the only kind of thing that kind of brought the whole Harry Potter thing into perspective was a reference to Hogwarts because they talked about the school in America versus the Hogwarts. You know, there was a little bit of a right. debate on which one was better. Yeah. And, um, and that, so, uh, but no, it didn't really I dabble thought- a lot into, you know, that realm that we know as Harry Potter, as far as like specifics in in the Harry Potter, you know, deal. Obviously, there was no, magic but you know what? Stuff. You were you, you raised a good point, Kern. That I just want to jump in here. Sorry, Rose. Um, I think that's a good deal that they did a well balancing act. If you watch the Harry Potter films and you like them and you have knowledge of it, then you can glean a lot of little gems out of this. But right. if you haven't seen them, then it completely stands alone, and you don't feel like you're missing anything by watching it without having seen Harry Potter. Right. Exactly. It can work either way. Right. You can enjoy it if you're a big Harry Potter fan, or you can enjoy it if you just like movies. Like it's you don't have to be a Harry Potter fan too. Or if you didn't like Harry Potter. I mean as long as you're okay with yeah. the idea of magic and you just think, well kids were stupid or the tone was stupid, this movie goes differently. So I think it's worth watching even if you either didn't completely enjoy the first eight movies, which sounds weird to say, but this goes in a different kind of direction. Right. Yeah, and it was great to see a Hufflepuff as the main main hero. Woo. Oh yeah, <laughs> I thought it was more interesting to see an adult as the main character yes, than that's right. True. Uh, I just loved the. I I liked the character a lot. He doesn't have a lot of lines. But I would argue that he's like made a lot. Sorry, I was just gonna say. I, I he is he the main character? I just wanted to ask you that. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, he he seems like the main character because the story revolves around his creatures, but I would definitely say that the creatures themselves are the main character. Like, if you could you could put them as a character in one big amalgam, uh, that would they would definitely be the main character, I would think. Hmm. Kern, what did you think about that? Did you think that, that he was the main character? Um, I felt that he was the main character. I kind of felt that his case took, you know, his case was the main topic of the whole thing. It was what was in that case. And, and then, you know, you got these creatures coming out of it. And then, you know, you find that on, you know, find that out early on, you know, there's something in his case, what's wiggling around and it's trying to unlock itself. Then the next thing you know, one of them get out and then that turns into this, this big whirlwind that just starts snowballing from that point. And then you find out that it's not just a case. That's like a, like a, like a magic hat that you reach into and pull something out. It's like a whole world inside this case, you know? So he climbs into this case and, and there's this whole world where these basically it's like a huge, you know, creature or magical beast zoo, that he has. 
And um, some of which, you know, one of them you, you find out later is a creature that he's protecting that I forgot what they called it, but it's that bad element that's... It's a Thunderbird. Well, no. The, oh, no. no, the Obscurus. Yeah, the Obscurus. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah, no, it's, the Thunderbird yeah. was cool. Um, but, um, but, yeah. Thunderbirds. So, I don't know. I mean, I, I kind of thought that you the could. case itself was like the main character to me. I mean, that's the way I took it, because that was kind of like what the main deal was, was everything about this case. What's in this case, how it houses everything, you know, how he uses it, everything like that. You you could also argue that Tina is actually the main character of this film. Because I feel like you get more of her background and her story and her character development out of the entire movie than you do out of any of the other uh, non-magical creature characters. See, you said that, but here's here's my argument. It's not about the magic people. It's about Jacob. See, I liked Jacob. Kowalski. Kowalski oh. is the main character for me. <laughs> I, I, I like yeah. Jacob. Because the movie starts with him and ends with him. And it's all That's about this true. arc that he goes through and he experiences the world with us. And then he when at the end, he's left wondering just like we are. Right. So I felt, I felt like he would, for me, I can see the point where any of them, even Credence, could be the main character. Yeah. Maybe not Graves, but it was down between, you're right, it was Tina, Newt, or Jacob, if we're going to give a person the name, I think for me. And I could see any of them. Right. No, I agree that Jacob had more of an impact, I thought, uh, than what was the main character's name? I forgot what his name was. Newt Scamander. Newt, yeah. And... um. <laughs> <clears throat> and I liked Jacob. I liked that actor, first of all. And and, yeah. and I liked, yeah, no, and I liked he, him he in that film, yes. And, and you know Fogler. what? I, yeah, I, I don't know his name. <laughs> <laughs> I I thought he did really well in two regards. Like, I've never seen him in anything that I can really recall. I've seen him in stuff, but I can't remember. Right, where. yeah, it's kind of the same thing. Uh, but I thought he did great at the beginning in being in a period piece set, you know, in the 20s. Uh-huh. And having his story and then I thought he did great being the the foil to that. And then yeah. going back to being in the period piece. Right. Yeah. At the end. He was he's just such a good character actor. Yeah. It's it, it was, was sold. Perfect. It was sold. Yeah. And like the only other thing I've seen him in is like I've seen him in Fanboys and what Balls of Steel. <laughs> oh, that's right. He's the main guy in Balls of Steel, right? Yeah. Yeah, I did see our balls, balls of fury, balls of fury, because he played he played ping pong with. Yeah, I I saw yeah. that. That's right. He was in something else, but I can't remember what it was. It was I probably a TV thing. But I I remember balls of fury. I I kept thinking he looked like him when I was looking at his photo here. When I, you said his name, I was like, all right, I have to find this Dan Folger or whatever. <laughs> uh, no, I thought it was really interesting. Now. What did you guys think of the acting of the cast, like in general? I thought everyone uh, did an amazing job. I was totally surprised at the end that Johnny Depp made an appearance. Yeah, now, that was Johnny Depp. It took me. A, I had to Google it too, Kern. I'm not yeah. gonna lie. Like I saw really? him, I was like, I was like, that's that's not Johnny Depp. That's what I like said. Johnny but Johnny Depp doesn't show up on screen looking old. He doesn't allow that to happen, just like Tom Cruise. <laughs> like they, they refuse to admit they're in their fifties. So when here's the thing, I knew it was Johnny Depp when he popped up because I had heard a rumor that they had 
uh, cast Johnny Depp for something in the second movie. So everybody was like, oh, Johnny Depp is going to play Grindelwald. Johnny Depp is going to play Grindelwald. And I was like, bitch, Colin Farrell's going to be Grindelwald. And then everybody ended up being right. So it was okay. <laughs> right. Uh, now, Colin Farrell in this, like, I know a lot of people are probably like myself. Colin Farrell is not a quality actor in my book. Like, I don't um, go see things because they have Colin Farrell. I actually enjoy him as a person in his interviews. But I just, Phone Booth, uh, Total Recall, uh, other movies he's been in that I can't think of right now off the top of my head. Like I Have you seen In Bruges? No. Oh my uh, god, you need to watch it. It's good. But, but I just, nothing he's ever done has given me the, the uh, I don't know, given me the idea or the inkling that he's a Hollywood great actor. Now this film changed that for me. Like I watched him, yeah. I was like, holy shit, this is why you hire this dude. His accent, <laughs> his accent is the most on point it's ever been. His body yeah. language, his whole thing. Like, I'm pretty sure he left there thinking he was a fucking magician. Like, <laughs> he convinced himself. With himself, his own yeah. That's, that's how the, that's how good it was. Like, he left yeah. and he was like, "Yeah, I think I might be." A, I think I might be a little bit magical. Also, um, Ezra Miller, who played Credence, who's going to be the yes. Flash. Or is the Flash, or has played the Flash? I guess now at this oh, point. Oh, that's right! I forgot that that was the same person. Okay, all I've, all I've ever seen him do is look like Ezra Miller and show up to Bruce Wayne's uh, dreams. Uh-huh. And I don't know if you've ever seen him look like Ezra Miller, but it's a horrible thing, and no one should do it. And I think he was in uh, the only other movie. I think, yeah, okay, I'm checking right now. He was in Perks of Being a Wallflower, which is you know. One of those movies, hate it or love it. So, anyway, I was really worried about him. I thought he tore this up. Yeah. I thought he just ate the fucking scenery around him. What did you guys think of him being the villain, so to speak, of this film? The actual... The freak... So, they did such a good job of making the little girl the red herring. I was so pissed about that. I was so pissed about it because I honestly... Okay, for those... Let's break it down. They're trying to capture this Obscurus, which is the thing that's wrecking New York so that the Muggles, the Nomadge, don't find out what's going on with the Wizarding World in America. And this thing is actually an Obscurus, which is the raw magical potential and power of children that aren't allowed to express their magic. Right. Which, uh, talk about social. Talk about social uh, commentary comparisons. Yeah. There. Yeah. Wow. So, my thing was this: I was so pissed off that they set up the little girl <laughs> to be, and because I was like, this is just ridiculous because you don't tell your audience so flatly. This is the person, and I was like, it's unless they're gonna, one. they're gonna solve it. Unless, well, I mean, because I'm not expecting a fake out from a Harry Potter movie like this. Right. So I'm like, they're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna explain it's a girl. They're gonna defeat her, help her, whatever. And it's gonna, or she's gonna turn, and it's gonna be over. And this whole part of the movie that's been going on for the last hour is gonna end up being nothing but a plot point to set up something. And then they're gonna have to rush that story into 30 minutes. This is dumb. So I was really upset at that shot where they talk about it, and then they, sh- none of them have ever li- lived past 10, and then it shows the girl getting angry, and I'm like. Fuck, this movie sucks. And then it turned around and it turned out it was Credence 
which holy god that fake out where i actually still thought yeah. the girl was causing it to happen to the mom when <laughs> then all of a sudden she she like stops her and then they look and you see him like shaking and it's still happening i was like oh it is him holy god i thought it was him but it wasn't and then i was so mad it wasn't and then when it came back it was like a little uh roller coaster for my emotions in that character yeah. so uh ezra miller playing the flash is now approved in my book nice yeah i i realized it was happening Whenever he was like, he was, uh, uh, Colin Farrell was talking to the little girl and he's like, I'm here with your brother Credence. And she like just freaks out or she's like, you know, very obviously shaken. And I'm like, oh shit, it's not her. And then the things start like crackling around in the zone. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> it was such a good fake out. And you don't expect that from a Harry Potter movie. You don't expect a twist. Like, I, you don't expect the, the darkness. Right. Yeah. And from the beginning, you think that the twist is going to be who's Grindelwald. Right. But then it's like, from from like shot one where you see, where the first thing you see of Grindelwald's head entering the, the beginning is the back of his head. And the first thing you see of Colin Farrell is the back of his head. So I was like, okay, so this is obvious. No, so it's... You don't it's... expect them to, to, to do a, a switcheroo on you like that because they're they're being super obvious with who Grindelwald is. It's well, but it's very, it's very Fight Club too, in the sense that when you go back, you recognize all the signs are there. Yeah. But until someone tells you, you don't realize. Once you watch the movie, of course, Clarence is the goddamn, or Credence is the goddamn obscurus. Of course, yeah. Colin Farrell is Johnny Depp. You know, like you make all of these, <laughs> you make all these realizations as you go on. As we were watching it. Um... I was watching it with Trent, and he, 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 when that scene happened, he turned to me and he's like, you can't just turn Colin Farrell into Johnny Depp. Who does he think he is? <laughs> but you know what? Okay, so there's one other scene I want to talk about. That There's one out-of-place scene to me, and that's the uh, when they go to the Obliviation Chamber. I don't know if that's what it's oh. really called. Right. But when they're going to Obliviate yeah. Tina. Yeah. And they put her... Did anyone else remember the scene from Austin Powers? Uh, which one? The one with the sharks with the Where laser beams the shiny suits. on there? There's, no, they're oh. in the shiny suits, and he makes all the puns, and they have her over the pit, and they have to get out, and then they, they, they disable the henchman. I swear to God, that is the same scene. Oh. <laughs> I'd need to watch it again, but I, I uh -huh. would believe you. I'll send it to you guys. But yeah, that I'm positive. That was like, that's the same scene. Uh-huh. I don't. Yeah, I'd have to see that as well. But um, oh, it's the it's a it's a lava pit. Like, I'll I'll get it. I will send it to you. Don't worry. I will. I'm looking for it right now. I like Jacob's character. I I kind of like really gravitated towards that character and his whole like trying to you know trying to get his business off the ground. You know, trying to get the loan, yeah. all that kind of stuff, and then him. Falling in love with uh, what was the one girl's name that was the sister Queenie. Queenie, you know Queenie. he starts falling in love with Queenie, and she's taken with him as well. You know, and um, uh, I was really like jumping ahead to the to towards the end. I was really freaking pissed off when he lost his memory of it all. You know, yeah. and I was like, he's not going to freaking hook up with her. I was like, what the freaking hell? You know. I was, they'd have they'd have they'd have to go to Britain. They can't hook up in America. Yeah. And um <coughs> it's illegal. So I was I was really ticked off, you know, and um and then they kind of brought it back at the very very end, you know. 
Yeah. Maybe. Well, we don't know how much they brought know, her back. She walks in and uh, he's making... Well, he she walks in, she knows, but... She still has... You don't know no, that. He you has, don't know that he does. Yes, he just smiles. He's making the cookies that he look like smi- the creatures. There's there's not going to be an I know, unlock but, in there somewhere, dude. <laughs> uh, I don't know. No, he smiles that's like not pretty random. Girl. He must remember everything. I don't know. I don't know that he's going to remember so, everything, but but he's he's having the vision of these creatures because everybody's like, "Where do you come unless, up with these ideas?" And he's like, I don't know. "Now, now, here's my thing. They they share that kiss. I'm not positive that she didn't put some sort of spell on him. Uh huh. Maybe. Ooh. Yeah. Because she's smart. <laughs> So that's so, the thing with, uh, with Queenie. I like, for, at first I was like, oh, here's the Tart character who's like got no brains and super floozy type character. Which is okay. But Rose. She's, she's actually like, but no, she's actually like a really good character because I thought she's going to be very one dimensional. Right, yeah. But she turns out to be like very brave and adventurous and fun and ended up yeah. being a really good character. And I ended up really liking her at the end of the whole thing. And I was like, you know what? I like this character. Yeah, and she risks she risks as well, you know, uh, in there to get them out like she did. Yeah. Yeah, no, no. She definitely, she did the biggest risk. I, I think the acting overall and the characters were on point. The story itself may have had some issues. Does one of you guys want to run down the story real quick? Because I'm not sure I can do it, but I just want to run it down real quick so that people will have an idea about what we're talking about maybe a little bit more. Okay, yeah. Wizard comes to America to basically set one of his creatures free where it actually belongs in its natural habitat. Um, Gets to America, briefcase mishaps happen, he gets some of his creatures escaped after he runs into a muggle, or a non-madge, however you want to, no madge, however you want to call it. Um, Creatures wreak havoc, they get in trouble. Um, Meanwhile, Obscurus is going around tearing up things not related to um, to Newt's commander himself, and and Newt's the main character. Yeah, he ends up getting getting blamed for it. They have to try and uh, escape from the prison, basically jail, where they're about to be executed because they've been blamed for this. Even though uh, it's really just a weird cover up because the bad guy. The guy who's trying to be the good guy is actually the bad guy. I'm sorry, I'm doing a really bad job at this. <laughs> that's see, well, that's why I didn't want. I I'm, got a I'm question trying not to do um, it. because you know, and I don't mean to interrupt, but just for clarity, uh, because it, was it just a cover story that he was coming to the U.S. to buy? You know, he yes. Okay, so that was just a cover story. So he really wasn't there. Yeah. You know, to because they were like that guy hasn't been around. You know, in whatever you know. You know, however long or whatever. So that was just his his BS cover story to uh, to let loose the creatures. Because I remember he was trying to make well, his way right, to Arizona. Yeah, and he could he he technically couldn't be buying them anyway. So it was a good cover story. Like I'm here to do something illegal. People would believe it, right? Uh, yeah, but the whole thing was that Newt Scamander, the main character Eddie Redmond, comes from Britain to America to release these beasts. Uh, there's an Obscurus on the loose in New York. When he arrives, Colin Farrell's trying to hunt down who it is. And anyway, uh, so he goes to look, he goes to this bank and he's making his way in Mountain America, nude is. And yeah, his creatures get out. Uh, they inter- they interact with Jacob's character, Tina, who is uh, part of the Ministry of Magic here, Musa or whatever, uh, finds him, brings him in, and then they kind of get interwoven into what's right and wrong and finding the animals and finding the Obscurus. And then... Um, 
there's this lady that's also protesting, saying that witches are among us, and one of her kids is the Obscurus. Surprise, and, surprise. Uh, right. So that ends up happening, and there's, so there's this, this through line with what's going to happen with the witch-exposing lady, what's going to happen with uh, Eddie Raymond's character, whether or not he's going to end up, you know... Uh, getting thrown into jail, whether they're, they're going to fall in love, which hint they do. We all know that because <laughs> other movies. Uh, and so it's just a story about this non-mage guy, the no-mage guy falling in love with her sister, Newt and her falling in love, and them all working together to kind of clean up the Ministry of Magic in America, grab these beasts, and release another one, I guess. Yeah. There's a lot to it. It's a Harry Potter story, so there's a lot behind it. Right. Um. Overall, I liked the story. I thought there was some silliness. The tone was a little bit uneven in places, going between heavy and dark, and then, you know, having that whatever the rhino thing was. Right. That in love with uh, Jacob. The scent. I mean, it was a great scene. We had scene, the scent on him. But yeah. I don't know. One of my favorite scene. But I don't know that it book. I don't know that it bookends well with having Credence and Graves, who is Colin Farrell's character, who's the second in command of the Ministry of Magic. Being, you know, uh, at each other and having these dark moments. Yeah, it was very, uh, like, light, then dark, then light, and then dark. And it just kind of whipped you around a little bit. And it worked. It worked. But it was a rough yeah. ride, I think, for me. Uh, it wasn't bad. It was just rough. The only problem I had was that, so at the ending, they did the thing that you'd expect them to do in a movie with this much story they were trying to convey. Which is they wrapped it up and put a bow on it and left an opening for a sequel. And the wrapping up with the bow part, I think, is what bothered me the most. Because in the end, they have a wizard shootout because, of course, they do. It's a wizard movie. Right. But uh, then they end up just going, oh, but wait a minute. You could defeat him and Obscurus can be felt. And even though that was uh, – or can be felt, can be saved. Even though that was you know established in the movie at some point because we see an Obscurus in this briefcase that contains the magical world that – Kern was talking about. Uh, it's really weird that that just also happens to work right now. And even though this is an extreme case and it barely worked on a mild case, and of course, you know, the good guys win and the bad guys lose, it was just all a little too clean and too fast for me. Right. I don't know because they, they defeated the Obscurus, but they end up also maybe killing Greedence because we don't know if he's actually dead or not because of that little floaty away at the end bit there. Yeah, but I mean, I still think that it just, the fact that they were able to, like this whole thing had been going on for what, however long and tearing up the whole city and yet all of a sudden a new commander decides to show up. So, of course, it's no big deal. <laughs> right. Yeah, I really liked it. I'm excited to see what they do next because I'm not really sure what the next step is for this movie. Like, are they just following Newt? Are they following, like, are they following uh, Grindelwald? Or what I what I had heard was that it's not so much about Newt. That Newt's part of the story is pretty much... This is all rumor hearsay. That Newt's part of the story is pretty much done. It is going to be on Grindelwald. Uh, Dumbledore will be, of course, coming into the movies now. And also, there's a, there's a, there's a thing going around that we're going to see magic at other parts of the world. So they may go around the world in 80 days kind of thing. That'd be cool. Uh, I'd heard talk of seeing the Asiatic wizarding world. I don't know if that's actually happening or just pipe dreams, but I heard people talking about it. But I do know that Dumbledore will come in, I think, in the second movie. 
Nice. Yeah, I was wondering if, like, Newt was kind of done, because they kind of wrapped it up that way, and I was like, I wonder where we're going next. I'm really interested to see what happens following this. Right. Yeah, I don't know if he's done done, but I don't think he's going to be the dry, the you know, the, focus. the point of view character for much more of the movie. Uh, I think we'll definitely get some wrap-ups as to what happened with them, but I think it'll be more people running into them and seeing catching up with them than it'll be making them a full-on character. You know how in The Prisoner of Azkaban, like, Sirius is a part, and then he plays roles in the other movies, but he's not the focus anymore? Mm-hmm. Right. I think it'll be that kind of uh, role. So he'll, he'll definitely be part of the universe moving forward, but I don't think he'll be a focus of the universe moving forward. Right, right. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Like I said, I, I, I was a little upset at the end and um, pretty pissed off whenever he went ahead and had his memory wiped. But then, like I said, I feel like... It was I, such bullshit. I feel like they're going to bring oh, it back. Oh, that was also... Let, let's talk about that. The the Obliviate. Right. They obliviated the city with some serum in the rain, and they managed to obliviate the whole city. And they rebuild everything. Come on. Come yeah, on. that was a bit of a stretch. That Come was on. Like, quite the stretch. And like all the people that were like drinking water or taking a Oh, shower. and the, I was sitting there thinking, <laughs> oh, the newspapers, but the newspaper and the photos and stuff. And then it shows that the oblivion, the water also changes the words in the pictures. Oh, come on. Well, I thought that like, was more of the wizards that were walking around changing things. I mean, but, but the whole city, because they weren't they all yeah. converged on that train station? To fight this, to fight Grindelwald and this Obscurus at the same time. I mean, you have Grindelwald and an Obscurus, and you're telling me there's wizards in other part of the cities working on something? Fucking fire that guy. Right. (laughs) Yeah, that was one of the parts. I was like, okay, I understand that you're trying to say, you're trying to fix the problem that you created here where all of these people need to forget that all this ever happened. But this is... Okay, it's kind of a lazy way to do it, but whatever. It's just it was, and you, I like, have to accept, and it's like, ugh. That's the hardest <laughs> one. That's the hardest part of like suspension of disbelief in this whole movie. Yeah, is that somehow the entire city of New York got their mind wiped. Right. It would have been better if they kind of concealed it by magic. They kind of concealed it a little bit better from the public than to make it so public and then come up with that concept. Of, you, know, you know, I think I would have, yeah, I would have liked it to have been something a little more clever. Like, oh, we're going to, you know what we're going to do? We're going to have a, we're, wizards are true. They come out and announce it and you think, oh, fuck, they're going to, they're going to tell the world that wizards exist. And then the lady, the president lady gets up there and goes, gets on radio. Everyone's tuned in around the radio. You see them all huddling around in Yankee Stadium. They're all there. And right. then she casts a spell and it wipes everyone's memory. Right. Ooh, like yeah, but, but even even at that point, it wouldn't have been that big of a deal because even in the Harry Potter series, the Muggles know. No, they don't. Yeah, they do because no, they don't. how they not? No, that's the whole point. That's the whole point. Is the that's well, why the wizard world some of the Muggles them. know because like Harry Potter's well, the ones that are uh, married. little vicious uncle or whatever he is, um, that was his his if sister. You know, they didn't wipe his well, mind that's what I'm from it. If, if they're family they're, or if they're married, then they know about it. But other than that, they they keep it secret. Yeah, but how, how do you contain that though? I mean, let's let's dip off on that because well, because I mean, he's he's like he's not you know Harry Potter's uncle is it was his sister that was his mom 
And right. um, was, and yeah. so, you know, he doesn't ever talk well, about it with anybody it was, else. He's like, I'm sick and tired of this freaking little brat, freaking wizard kid of my 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 sister, blah blah blah. And they're like, what are you talking about? I mean, you don't. I mean, that yeah, it, it makes no sense that that it can exist to him, but it can't exist to anybody outside of his household, well, like his neighbor. It was, it was actually, um, it was his sister-in-law. So Lily was um, Petunia's sister. Oh, okay, uh, yeah. Also, they they were very they very much looked down on magic. That's what I was gonna say. So they didn't they did they wouldn't be telling people about it because they thought it was inappropriate. They yeah, the Dursleys were very like you could tell even ways. in the movies they were like, no, magic sucks. Don't talk about it. It's a black mark. It makes you, you know, unacceptable. It tarnishes you. It killed the, my you know it killed my sister. All this stuff. They didn't want anything to do with it. So they weren't itching to tell people about it or have it in their lives even usefully. Plus, look at the way of what happens when Harry gets brought before the ministry for using magic to defend himself. Right, in public. Uh, like, if you think that's, 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 a, a that's what I'm saying. So if you think that they would do that to them, what do you think they would do if, if, if you know, Dudley was like, oh, I'm going to tell everybody. Obliviate. Like, <laughs> it's like the men in black. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure there's a group of wizards that go around and do that. Yeah. Probably. Like, I, mean, I think it's a be. little... I personally think it's a little... Um, it's a little bit unrealistic to think that all of these wizards could be living in among normal people or non-magical people and um, no one would know about it. But at the same time, I mean, that's just... That's that's what they did. What that's is the, the function goes. of a rubber duck? <laughs> yeah, and if it was just that easy, why did they just shut that woman up to begin with and obliviate her when she kept talking about all the wizards poking around? I mean, I, well, I'm saying that I think they do, but I think that they're very, con, you know, they're not trying to hurt people. They don't want to just go around obliviating people because they say witches exist. Yeah, maybe not. Especially since the most people are mostly seen by other non-nomadges as kind of crazy. So as long as they they're seen as as kooky by people, then they don't have to worry about it. And maybe that's nobody's going to believe that's, them. That's that's a good point. Maybe they're testers for the water. Like as long as people think this is horseshit, we're safe. Once start people start believing it, we need to go into panic mode. Yeah. So you kind of want that kind of barometer out there to to do it. I, I want the, we're going to sign off. I think here in a second, yeah. but I wanted to float one theory by you guys. Because okay. I read this and it's been Hello. really... It's, so the, the the whole reason that the muggles and the wizards are actually separate and you see that there's such a decline in the power of magic and that wizards don't know how to use modern technology and all this isn't actually anything to do with the state of magic or the wizarding wars. It's actually because there was a war between wizards and muggles and the muggles won. So Ooh. that's why the Ministry of Magic is not a supreme body. That's why the Congress of Magic is not a supreme body. It's because they report to the Prime Minister and the President. And higher level people do know that magic exists and they keep magicians in check. And if they were ever to act out, whatever it is that the Muggles did to defeat them, they would use to wipe wizards out. Ooh, that's an interesting theory. Because they they do the prime minister. It said it's in the Harry Potter books. The prime mm -hmm. minister does know about the magical world, and, and we never see a supreme ruler of the magical world. We just hear about the Congress and the Ministry of Magic. Yeah, 
And yeah, they have the president, they've got the, the minister of magic, but they're not like, you know, they're not ruling over both. They're not ruling in secret. They're not ruling the, the muggle world in secret. They're just ruling their own world and trying to stay separate. So that's a really interesting theory, I think. Yeah, because you have like a secretary of defense and you have a minister of finance. So the minister of magic makes it seem like it's more of like a cabinet level position. Yeah, exactly. So I was just wondering, it also explains why they they have a limited knowledge. Like muggles have made a concerted effort to keep them out of modernizing. They don't want them to have the technology and the advances they have. That could be part of it as well. I mean, it could be it could be really cool. It's a, it's a good idea. I don't think it's true, but it could be right. Yeah, I, I would anyway. I would think it would be unrealistically unrealistic to think the opposite. I mean, somebody's got to know. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure J.K. Rowling knows. And, you know, she's really good about responding to fans. And this has been a pretty big theory. So I'm hopefully, I'm hopeful that she's either said something or will say something about it. You never know. I mean, she's confirmed other things and, you know, That's theories. True. She's pretty big on reaching out through Pottermore and stuff to people and saying, hey, guess what? This theory is right. Or I really like this theory. I don't know if it's true, but it, it could be. <laughs> right. So, I think it's cool that there's an author that's willing to step into their own work and go, you know what, you guys run with it, and I'll just nod or, you know, shake my head. Right. Yeah. So, I'm done. I'm, I'm good. Yes. I, I highly recommend the film. Exhausted our mana. <laughs> right. <laughs> We've exhausted our technical error break. We're, we're at two hours now. <laughs> People don't know that because they're listening going, man, they didn't talk as long as normal, and they kind of rushed through the end. It's like... No, we had a timetable, and then the internet. The internet always manages to find a way to kick one person off. Yeah. It does. Someone, it's usually me, somehow. so I'm glad this time it wasn't me. <laughs> right. Uh, well, yeah, that's that was fun. <laughs> it was. It was incredible. Magic. Fun. Yeah. Wait, wait for the next one. Thank you all for listening. See what they're no. doing next. Yeah. As always, like, share, subscribe, and check out the rest of the Nerds Podcast Mafia. Yes. Thanks Geek for yogurt. tuning in, guys. Geek Yogurt. Yeah, we didn't mention them earlier. So. <laughs> yeah. Shout out. Shout out. Shout Bye. Oh. <laughs> yeah. See ya. Also, dinner in a pod. We'll see you. Dinner pod. Bye. Bye. Yeah. Bye.